Welcome to Tangents, where we talk about, discuss, argue, mainly amongst myself up to this point still, about everything and anything from politics to sports to motivation to inspiration to history and education. You can reach me at tangentsexpressed at gmail.com or via Twitter at tangentsreveal. Read my articles on Medium or watch the YouTube channel brand new, still needing my first few subscribers, still cooking up the first few vlogs, all that under Antonio Villanueva, and today I want to talk about competition, the lack thereof, or the need in our society. Now, when I was growing up, I realized that competition was something that always did and up to this point always has lit up a fire inside of me that very few things can rival. And I have realized that when I am actually not competitive in something and when I have tried to shy away from something, it is because I am not adequately prepared to confront whatever it is I'm inadequate at. But I personally believe competition is great, competition is good, it builds character in us as children and the older we get, the more we confront and enjoy competition, I think uh, think that we are better equipped for life in general. I remember when I was in elementary, all we played was soccer at recess. I loved it with a passion. I was probably one of the top kids in grammar school that played soccer. I was one of the quicker ones, one of the more creative kids. So in school, I enjoyed it maybe because I was one of the better kids at it. Then I moved on to middle school and the sport that was being played the most in middle school was basketball. I entered a whole new world when I discovered basketball. I had to learn the rules. I couldn't dribble the ball couldn't shoot even now I'm still not a great shooter never really was my forte when it came to basketball but I might be shortchanging myself maybe I just didn't practice enough to be a good shooter so once I got to middle school I was absolutely horrendous at basketball so what I did I I absolutely threw myself entirely started dribbling the ball playing basketball 24-7 and if you would have seen 
if you would have seen me at 11, you would have thought that I would never play basketball in high school. But in high school, uh, I made the school team for two years in a row. We won the uh, league championship. I can proudly say I played a major role in those two teams. And uh, the only thing that really drove me was competition. I couldn't fathom being uncompetitive. I couldn't fathom being absolutely horrible at um, this sport. And this is a tiny, 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 tiny little story. Tiny speck in the universe. But um, I remember my freshman coach, tough, tough as nails tough as nails coach steve unfortunately now i believe he's in prison for having uh carried out a relationship with a female basketball player but now was a few years after my departure from school but anyway as a coach for me this man was um very important in my life taught me so many Lessons that I just didn't learn at at home. Okay, he drove. I I thought I knew what being physical and exercising was, but when I first got to one of these practices, it's like the universe I knew was only the doorway. You know, the universe, I knew what I thought, what I fathomed that pain was when it when it came to exercise was not even close to what this coach Steve showed me was possible. And he was, uh, I think he had a military background and being, being how our culture is at the moment being how politically correct our culture quote unquote is at the moment I think this coach Steve wouldn't uh wouldn't be allowed to coach the way he used to coach I mean I, he was so hard on us and he was especially hard on his best players and I think that's something that's missing in our culture we don't push we don't want to push our kids. We don't want to push our fellow co-workers. I mean, obviously a prerequisite for that is for us to actually be pushing ourselves so that we're not just talking the talk but walking the walk. But I think we're terribly afraid of pushing each other like Nobody wants to compete anymore. Everybody wants to be nice. Everybody wants to uh, soften the blow all the time. And I think that's that's softening <clears throat> our nation as a whole. Because a lot of the uh, immigrants being from Latin American countries, Asian countries... You know, one of the things they're known for is their 
hard work, their work ethic, their desire to study, to work long hours, to work multiple jobs. And a lot of American kids, I just don't see that drive in them. It's like we've become way too complacent. And I think that's very dangerous for our nation because it always starts small. It's always the microcosm that eats up the macro. It's always the small, it's always the small systematic problems that create the big trends that eventually guide the culture or a system a certain way, a certain path to a certain place. And I think if we don't start embracing competitiveness, being hard on each other, being a little tough nose, then we're going to lose that edge. If not, we already lost that edge. I mean, you've heard numerous studies, numerous uh, talks, numerous discussions talking about the Chinese economy overtaking the American economy within the next decade or so. Right, we have a competitive edge and unfortunately right now the competitive edge is in some areas where danger could be frothing Okay, we're the number one supplier of arms, of weapons to the world. There is no doubt about our edge in that arena. Okay, we are definitely competitive as a nation when it comes to selling weapons and continuing this perpetual military industrial complex. Now, what's the military industrial complex for you? For those of you that might not know, it is simply the fact that, you know, when we go to war, when we create war, when we take part of wars, or when we see other countries go to war, have civil wars, or wanting to invade other countries... We need to think about the business side of that. Okay, come. somebody has to make those machine guns, those airplanes, those drones, those, you know, surface-to-air uh, weaponry that, uh, the missiles, the, somebody makes those things. So, and it's not a, uh, we, ne- we live in an economic world, so... Somebody sells those weapons and somebody buys those weapons. The United States is the number one seller of weapons in the world. The United States spends about, not spends about, spends $700 billion plus now as of 2018 a year when it comes to the military. So, the military industrial complex 
is basically the business of war. And the more war there is, the more that these companies that create these weapons make money. Plus, when a country is ravaged, somebody's going to get the contracts to rebuild the infrastructure in these other countries. So, it's a business. And I'm afraid that if we as a country don't continue our competitive edge in science, in mathematics, in uh, not theory. I mean, yeah, you could talk about theory, but I have a thousand times more respect for for uh, things that are tangible and practical. But if the United States doesn't continue to want to strive in all areas of education, we are going to lose our grip. And if we lose our grip, I'm afraid we're going to want to turn very violent. See, that happens in the real world. When you confront somebody that's not as skilled at you at a certain in a certain arena at a certain skill and that very unskilled person has those competitive juices bubbling they respond in one of two ways they either focus And improve their skill they either get better at that skill or they react violently you know we have animal instincts regardless of all these things we hear about how we have free will and our conscious mind this and our conscious mind that and we're creatures that can think logically and reasonably we have animal instincts. So at the macro level, at the big, broad level, if our country begins to get overtaken by, say, Russia or China in a bunch of areas that control the economy or the future of the world, I'm afraid that some of our leaders will begin to react violently instead of being proactive with our education. Like I said in the last in the last podcast, if we can't learn to monetize what what we're being taught, then it's pretty much useless other than history reading, writing, and math. Everything else is superfluous if we're not being taught how to monetize it. Listen, the spiritual, the moral, all that should not be taught at school. All that should be taught at home. You know, that's the parent's duty, like I've said before. But, you know, 
some of us think that the school's duty is to completely mold our kids in every facet of life. And that's just untrue in my opinion. We need to be more competitive as parents, as sons, as daughters, as uncles. What does that mean? That means that everyone around us, we want we should want everyone around us to be as skilled and knowledgeable about everything that we are skilled and knowledgeable at. You get what I'm saying? Because everyone we come in contact with is a direct representation of us. Okay, if you consider somebody a family member, a friend, a partner, I think it is our duty, our job to try to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be because otherwise ah uh, what's that uh i would say that would be a form of negligence if we don't okay everybody wants to come to into this world and just pass through i'm getting sick of this crap we all just want to come to this world take our piece of the pie and be oblivious to the rest of the world and I think that's a horrible way to live I mean why would we want to just come into this world and not leave a mark I mean what's the difference between that and one of the millions of cockroaches that get squashed on a daily basis you know if we have the ability to be more, to help more, I think we should. Like I said many times, I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I feel like I have woken. And I want to help whoever I can in any way that I can. Right now, the only way that I can is by trying to open other people's eyes to the true self. And when I do come across some economic freedom, I promise you, I promise you, Right, and you guys better hold me to this. Hold my feet to the fire. I promise you, I will do all that I can economically to open more eyes and more minds. 